Hey there, Donna Ashton here. And listen, I get you. You're already busy with a full calendar and trying to squeeze in some inspiration and learning here. So I won't waste your time or bring fluffy crap you can't use. I'm here to help you design a simplified business you can scale and help you work less and make more. This show is for high achieving coaches and experts who want strategies to unlock the next level in their business and create days that allow creative time and space for family, all while increasing revenue. Let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Work Class Make More podcast. I'm super excited to have Heidi Gruss on today. And let me give you a little bit of information about her, and we will jump right in to how she can help you guys. So Heidi helps leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs who are too afraid of slowing down in fear that it will sabotage opportunities for future success. The hustle and grind is for quick wins. Working from a place of ease and flow means you are allowing your brilliance to lead you to sustainable success. I love this because this is exactly what my whole business is really about. So (laughs) Heidi leveraged her success working in clinical and corporate settings to launch multiple entrepreneurial initiatives, including the transformation methodology to awaken and inspire high achieving leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs who have become stagnant in their brilliance. So let's welcome Heidi Gruss, licensed psychotherapist, transformation strategist, and creator of the transformation methodology. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. So today I'm going to talk with her. We're going to really shine a light on destructive patterns and the emotional blocks that sabotage your momentum and just kind of reaching that success. So tell me, Heidi, how do you kind of got into doing this work? Give me a little backstory. Uh, About the transformation methodology. So so as a licensed psychotherapist, I've got a clinical private practice that's been very successful. And one of the things that stood out to me during the pandemic actually is that there were a ton of people who needed help who actually didn't qualify for any type of clinical diagnosis, right? So we use the DSM to, you know, we have to make sure everybody, you know, meets criteria and it wasn't always matching up, but yet there's distress there. And a lot of it was around um, effective leadership, um, learning how to pivot in your career, how to be flexible and creative. And there were just a lot of the same themes that were coming up. And um, the more I reflected on it, the more I realized, even through my own journey, that these themes come up, regardless if we're in a pandemic or not, like there is a, there is a common experience out there when you are um, one of those people who's just always ready. As soon as you achieve one thing, you're like thinking about the next thing to go after. Um, And so that's really where this all came from. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I mean, I think there is that high achiever that's always striving. And so many times we don't even look back and give ourselves credit for what we've done. Like, like if we didn't hit what we wanted, but we got close, it's like a failure instead of look how far we did come and look at all the things we've, we've done. And I know I've been guilty of it for sure. Just, uh, in fact, I just, 
um, had a really interesting year last year in 2021, where 2020 was like a great year. And 2021 was sort of a, um, I don't know, like just deconstructing things <laughs> in my business and life. And at the end of the year, I had, uh, I have a life coach that helps me. And we went back and, you know, like, well, what was working for you this year? And I was like, oh, nothing. But when I went back and looked, <laughs> I was like, I, everything that I had almost just about every single thing that I had planned to do for the year, I had like checked off. And it was like, it gave me a whole new perspective of like, you know, the way we see ourselves sometimes. And like you said, how we sabotage and think, we are terrible or we failed or whatever, when really, you know, it's just a process that we're moving through. You know, I'm glad you're acknowledging this. Um, and it, we may be on a little bit of a tangent, but it's a really important one, I think, because um, we, we, we do see the outlier always, which is, you know, the thing that didn't go as planned or as intended. Um, one of the components in a daily journal activity that I have my clients do is acknowledging a celebration every single day from the last 24 hours. And I mean, I don't, I don't care how insignificant the celebration is to, you know, to anyone else. It's just, I mean, sometimes for myself, even I'm like, I only ate half a bag of chips, not <laughs> whole bag, you know, right? like it would have been so much worse. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but it's, it's just these little things where it's like, you know, I do need to give myself credit for this. You know, I really do need to acknowledge, you know, this, this little success, this, you know, making a phone call to a new person and introducing myself, even though it was completely uncomfortable and they may think that I'm, you know, some crazy person calling them who, who cares? I went and did it. All of those little successes are really what get us to the big successes. Yeah. You know, like the people who want to lose 10 pounds, they only lost one pound. And I'm like, well, you have to lose one to lose 10. You get it, right? It, it's the same mindset here. It totally is. And yeah, I don't know why it seems like women have a problem with us, but <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere along the line, we just became like trying to be super women, super moms, super everything. And we don't, you know. Like you said, we just don't acknowledge. We we look for the what failed instead of the little things. Like you said, the chips, or we took a walk. Maybe we didn't go to the gym five times, but we went three times, right? Whatever. Yeah. Just like acknowledging it. So tell us a little bit more about your, your method and um, who you help, how you help them. And uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. So I would say a, a common, um, identifier in, for me with, in working with my clients is typically people who do have that sort of perfectionistic mindset, right. Um, that sort of all or nothing, I either succeeded and achieved, or I failed completely. Right. Um, uh, that's, that typically comes out in my initial conversations as I'm meeting a, a potential client for the first time. I think the other piece too, is, there's a realization that their strategy in achieving their sort of first levels of success aren't working out effectively as they're in their attempts to pursue their next level of success. And that's where, you know, you, they're experiencing um, uh, some self-doubt. Should I continue on? Is this the right industry for me? Maybe there's a lack of passion or a lost passion. The work doesn't feel as meaningful. They're not as inspired. 
And sometimes there is that physical exhaustion, um, that piece too, when, when really it's just the methodology here. Because when, you know, initially early on, um, think of when you're first establishing yourself in your industry or community, it's, it's all about, um, there's a really well-paved path, right? And there's, it's all about like demonstrating that you've got the skill set and it requires a lot of tenacity. Yeah. The second level of success is now being comfortable in the wisdom that you've acquired and being able to act as that visionary, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's what really draws people to you and that, that who want to work with you and, and want to be mentored by you. And I think that's ultimately what we're, we're looking for is we want to be able to influence, mm-hmm. right? And have that positive impact. Um, but we can't do it when we're stressed out and we're running around putting out fires, right? Yeah. That does not groom us to be approachable or credible even. Yeah. Right. Nobody. And it's so true. I mean, I, that's really who I work with very similar clients, right? I'm working with people who are so burned out. Their calendars are full. They're, they can't take on more, but they want to scale their business. They want to you know, go to the next level, but they're trying to figure out how, and um, though we have different, you know, ways to do it, it's, it's very similar. And like you said, they're, they, they're not sticking in their genius and their brilliance. They, they can't, they don't even have time to think about how to be creative in their business and how to be proactive and go to that next level because they're so busy, you know, just, trying to keep their head above water and it's not a good place to be at all because they're not living up to their full potential and not giving their business what it needs to be when they're just, like you said, so reactive and just putting out the fires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and with that comes fear, right? So there's, there are trusted professionals like you and I suggesting a different method, but what if we're wrong, right? And because think about it, for a lot of us, like our our businesses or our our leadership, like it's it's like our baby, right? Yeah. We've nurtured this, we've built this. A lot of yeah. businesses are self-made, which is fantastic. And we see slowing down as a potential risk in the beginning, right? It's like, but that's where part of the transformation methodology is, is creating and instilling that trust in self. Mm -hmm. A lot of the work that I'm doing is redirecting my clients from the external cues and and forms of validation that they've typically sought and redirecting them back to self and what truly matters. I love that. I love that. And it's so true because, um, you know, just, I think over the last couple of years, you know, we've sort of figured out that the old way of doing business is just not for most of us and probably those who are listening to my podcast, <laughs> what they want, right? I mean, it's not, we, we really got to the heart of what matters, right? During the pandemic and all of that. And, and even still, and it's like, okay, well, how can we, I think you're right. People want to change. They, it sounds so enticing, but at the same time, like, well, I want to ruin what I've created and what I've hustled and worked so hard to get to over here. So yeah, I love this idea of instilling some trust and, and they, it's almost like, it is like a leap of faith. Like they have to kind of say, if you want something different, then something has to change. And, and reminding 
the listeners here today that everything that you've achieved throughout the years, that still exists within you. Once you've learned a tool, a strategy, a skill, nobody can ever take that away from you. Right. Right. You have that. It's just now figuring out the strategy behind how, when to pull out and how to apply some of these strategies and tools because we're just using them in a different way. Yes. I love this. Yeah. So what are people mostly coming for when they come to you? Is it just like a burnout? Is it just like, I'm just, I'm stuck in my, you know, where I am, I can't move forward. What do you mostly handle? A lot of the complaints I hear is that I don't know how to move forward. I know I want this and I see other people achieving similar types of success. What, what is in my way? Why am I not getting this? See, my clients, they all know, and I'm sure yours do too. They all know what to do, right? So if I said, all right, write me out, like what you think needs to happen here. They've read all the books. They've taken all the courses, right? They, it's, it's not that they're not smart or savvy. Yeah. It's that they haven't figured out how to actually implement what needs to be done yes. because they're too afraid to let go of all the things that they're doing, right? You can't do something new and not release something from what you're all already doing. Right. I mean, cause that's just going to contribute to more of the burnout. Yeah. Right. So when I start to highlight some of these patterns, um, then all of a sudden it, it becomes, you know, much more clear um, because how we do one thing is how we do all things. Right. It's, it's not like we're just absent-minded, you know, about appointments for work. We're absent-minded about the pediatrician appointments too. We're absent-minded about, you know what I mean? Like we forget the, the cleaning ladies coming on Thursday. Like we just, whatever it is. Um, so, so there are patterns to everything. And part of that is because from a, a science perspective, patterns create predictability for us. Right. So, so that's where they start. Once things are predictable, the brain can calm down and realize, okay, I know what happens next, or I know what to do. I know how to recover from, from this pattern. Right. I'm Um, safe. (laughs) There's a comfort, right. Even in the patterns that aren't serving us. And, you know, you mentioned having a life coach. I've got, I've got a couple of coaches that I work with too, because you can't see things for yourself, no. right? That's, you know, we don't have objectivity over ourselves. So once you have the light shined on whatever that pattern is or whatever the destructive behavior is, right? The self-sabotage, whatever, you can never unsee it. Yeah. And in fact, one of my clients said to me the other day, he, he said, um, yeah, but now that I know I have to do something about it. And I was like, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, um, which is, you know, the next piece where it becomes real. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It becomes real. Here's, here's your journey. Here's your path. Now, you know, what needs to be done and how to do this. Yeah. The first step is to be aware that you're doing it, or at least people might be aware, but they're just not sure. They know they're in a bad place or they shouldn't be there, but they're not exactly sure what it is. That is the, is the thing. Cause I know I, I have a client too, and we've been working on, um, she's was working like 
seven days a week and just crazy amounts of hours. And, you know, when I had her really set down, like, I want you to write for the next five days, everything you're doing. She was just like blown away, even though, you know, we're doing it, but we don't, we're not even taking the time. We don't have the, the, like you said, the objectability to just look and see what our own stuff is. And it, to me, it's like, it's so obvious. Do I even need to tell her this? But yes, it is like, they don't, you can't see it. And I know it's happened for me as yeah. well. And I, I'm the same way. Like you said, that's why I have my life coach and, and other friends who can say, oh, why aren't you doing that? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, we pattern things too, like, you know, avoidant behavior sometimes, you know, this, this comes up as, my clients are, you know, moving, trying to move forward and they can't, you know, it's like the same five things that they're rewriting on their to-do list day after day. It's like, okay, this is an indicator here. You're avoiding this. Why are you avoiding doing this? You know, and, and there comes a tipping point where too much time has passed in avoiding a certain task or responsibility where now it becomes too overwhelming. We've built it up so much in our mind that we think it requires more time than it does. We think it's going to be much more complicated than it actually is to the point where, you know, there's admissions of it. It took me 15 minutes to really do it. And I delayed it for five days. And by delaying that over time, it actually slows you down and it distracts you from other things that you're doing, believe it or not. It's like, you know, if you say, um, let me give an example of, you know, I've, I've got to write a new press release, you know, for, for something for the, this afternoon at two o'clock, I just sit down and write this press release and you're dreading it and you've already put it off for three days. Well, you will take longer doing tasks all day long. So at two o'clock, if you're not done with everything that should have been done by two, you'll say, you know what? I really can't get to this today because I got to take care of these other things. And then I'm going to go and do it at four o'clock. And we start renegotiating, you know, on our time. And then come four o'clock, you know, full well, like I, I can't stand working in the afternoon. You know, this is just not when I'm most effective. So you know what? I'm going to give this my full attention first thing tomorrow morning up and do it. Right. And you're, you're not any more enthusiastic or motivated to do it at that point. Now it's even worse because you've put it off so long, the stress of it and the anxiety of it. And we'll always find other things to do. I got to go clean the toilets now. <laughs> it's like You'll find anything to do the thing you don't want to do. But I find so more, more often than not, it is just something I'm sure that is like, it's really when you just sit there and do it, it's not that big of a deal. Right. And so when we can just own that, like, let's, you know, let's not try to pretend we're not, you know, we're being avoidant or we're procrastinating or whatever. Let's just call it what it is. Let's own up to it and let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get over it, get on it and do it. Well, I, I think we, we all seem to have these things like that, that we do. And that's these little sneaky things, you know? that we justify or it's raining or it's Tuesday or whatever, <laughs> right. That we, we put off when we don't want to do something. It's, it's, it's interesting the way the mind plays games. Yeah. I'll get up and go look in my fridge. You know, it's like, Oh, I really don't feel like doing that. I'll just go see. Oh, like, I'm oh. hungry. Let me stretch my legs. Yeah. yeah. No. You know, silly. It is. It is. So are you coaching people through this process? How do you work with people then? 
yeah, individually, one-on-one, -on -one, I will be launching um, another uh, group um, uh, format of this program in that launch is in September, September 12th, that will open up. But right now it's one-on-one, -on -one, um, which really gives a very, you know, intimate um, process. And I, I, you know, I love the one-on-one -on -one work, but then when I start the group work again, I love that because I see the benefit of the community that's built, oh, yeah. um, the connections that my clients make. So, um, you know, it's really just, I think, a personal preference of what, you know, what you feel works best for you. Um, but yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I, I, I am such a fan of, of the group, but um, I've gone back and done, I've been doing some one-to-one -one as I've moved into doing a little bit, just shifting a little bit. And I, I find um, it's really fun <laughs> to kind of really uh, get in there really deep, you know, with people in a, in a one-to-one -one setting, but I love the group too, for the synergy and how they learn from each other and, and all of that. So, and that's really, you know, the, the backbone of what I do when I help people create programs or courses so they can have that. Um, so what would you say, can you give us like a tip or advice? So if somebody is like, oh my gosh, I, whether raising their hand to everything we are saying here, is there something they can do um, or a piece of advice that you would give? Just in general, if they're feeling, if they're feeling burnt out and they're feeling. Yeah, if they're like, oh, I want to get started to do something like what's one small shift or one small thing they could do to kind of get started. Yeah. So I, I think first it's being really clear on what is it that they're looking to have happen. Right. So being really clear on what are they working towards? Because otherwise, when it's just a, an ambiguous like change or I just want to you know, make more money, that's even too vague in general, right? Um, you're, it's like you're blindly throwing darts at the dartboard, hoping that you're going to just hit the board, never mind the bullseye. Um, so really get clear on what it is you're going after. And then, you know, I ask my clients initially to just assess for, do you have the time, money, and resources to be able to go after um, that desired outcome right in this moment. And even if the answer is no, it doesn't mean that you can't go after it. You just need to kind of do a personal inventory of what do you not have or do not have enough of right in this moment? Um, because, you know, otherwise what you're going to do is you're, you're going to um, get all planned and prepped. You're going to start out on this journey. You know, week one goes great. You're feeling on top of the world you know, week two, motivation and energy is still high, but you figure out by the end of week two, what corners you can cut without really sacrificing any of the outcome, right? right? But that's the mental shortcut. And then week three is when life happens, mm -hmm. right? Something on the external, the car breaks down, the kids are home with the stomach bug, like something crazy like that. Um, but it's just enough to throw you off track that you don't even show up for week four because you're thinking like, I, I already failed. I didn't, I didn't hit my mark on week three. So my end of the month goal is not going to be what I thought it's going to be. Again, that perfectionistic mindset. So you just start planning your restart, your do-over. Um, so to avoid that happening, we do an inventory of time, money, and resources. And then we do a brainstorm of how can we get these needs met, right? How can we create more time? 
How can we delegate, eliminate, declutter? How can we identify specific resources and where can you get them from, mm. right? If it's a money piece, you know, listen, every person I've met leaves plenty of money on the table or they're spending it on really insignificant yeah. things that just kind of reinforce convenience a lot of times, right? So it's like, how can you create more money in your wallet? Mm. Um, so, and that's, that also going through that initial inventory and, and brainstorm activity, it touches upon one of the necessary strategies that comes up over and over again throughout the program, which is we have to identify solutions. If you're not going to take the time to identify solutions, then you're really not invested in what it is you're trying to go after. If you're finding a problem with every possible solution, you're really not invested in finding a solution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love what you were saying, because as you were explaining through the whole, you know, week to week process, it is like this isn't just about like writing down goals and trying to hit them because that's what you've already been doing. Right. That doesn't work. Or do, it, like you said, it's just like that starting that weight loss. We're all gung ho the first couple of weeks. And then it's like it gets so hard and one slice of pizza won't hurt or whatever. Right but this is like finding a different way. It's like, it's like setting that you're setting them up to succeed from the very beginning because that way doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So you're like, let's like get a little clear here. Let's go after this strategy or before we go after this big goal, you know, this is going to be the block, right? You know that they're going to fall down. So instead of just trying to keep going over the same thing, right? You're, you're kind of sidestepping it and going, let's, fix this first so that you'll have that to go to the next thing. I love that. I love yeah, that. And, you know, we just, we tend to overcomplicate things in our mind. You know, we, we always, we make it bigger than it is. Um, there's a great book I read years ago. It's an oldie book goodie. Um, it's called The Slight Edge. Hmm. Because I'm fascinated about the way people build habits. So I, if there's a habit book out there, I've probably read it. Um, you know, Atomic Habits and um, Mel Robbins put one out this year too. Like there's, so there's great, there's great books out there on all of this stuff. And they're all basically saying very similar things. When I read this slide edge, um, you know, it's all about implementing like small, but daily practices, you know, to, to reinforce the behavior. Yeah. And, you know, it's true. If you think about if you did one 60 minute workout a week versus 10 minutes, six days out of the week, where do you think you're going to get more benefits? No, yeah, right. Day. Even though it's 10 minutes a day, it's still acknowledging that this is a practice. Right. This is right. It's, and it's 10 minutes. And if you can't find 10 minutes in your day, come yeah. on. But right. really a lot of the things that need to be done, we, we don't need a lot of time to do them. We really don't if we do them every single day for 10 minutes. Yeah. But the sound of working out every day to most people will be like, oh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but, but make it 10 minutes. But 10 minutes is so doable. And if you start to do it, it becomes the habit. And then you start to, it compounds, right? And you start to see, wow, this is really making a difference. And I don't have to spend two hours at the gym. Right. Nobody, I mean, I, no. If somebody told me that's what I had to do, like I would never work out, right? No, no I don't think many people, I mean, I'm good. I think my, my one daughter loves to work out. She's gone there for hours. She thinks it's great, but I think that's not the norm. <laughs> yeah. 
So I love this. So, I mean, it is really about setting you up for success and working through these little sticky, tricky places that we, where we are sabotaging ourselves knowingly or unknowingly, you know, through our lives and not reaching what, you know, the, our potential of what we could be doing because of these little excuses. And again, it's almost like this brain trick <laughs> that's happening. Right. And so, um, I guess with your background and all of that, you're able to help people bust through that and, um, and go on their way. So how can people find more information on you and get connected to you? Yeah, thanks for asking that, Donna. So I actually prepared um, a freebie for your listeners, um, really taking this whole idea of overcoming burnout to the next level. Um, so there will be a link in the show notes and they can also go directly to my website at um, HeidiGruss.com forward slash offers. And it's Gruss, G-R-U-S-S even though it rhymes with Seuss, there's no E in there. Um, and it, it's, there is a short but jam-packed 10-minute video um, where I give specific strategies and how to implement them um, so that, you know, you're not waking up feeling, you know, uninspired or dreading the day in front of you. You know, all of your listeners are talented people, right? And there's nothing better than the feeling of, you know, going into their workplace or their community and being able to work from a place of purpose where they're really having that positive influence. And that's, that's where we want them to get back to. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Great. Well, you guys grab Heidi's offer there and I will again, put that in the show notes. So you can just, again, a 10 minute video, you can do that while you're walking the dog or riding in the car or washing the dishes. You got it. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Heidi. This has been great. And I love the work you're doing. And um, anybody who's out there helping people, you know, maximize on their time and just make things easier. Like you said, not have to, everything doesn't have to be so complicated. And I, I hope that we as a society are moving toward a little bit more simpler. Um, and I think after, like we said, after the last couple of years, everybody's up for that and to just enjoy their lives and to hit their goals and not have it be so hard <laughs> for sure. Perfect. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you on a next episode of the work class make more podcast. I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and show you simplifying and scaling is easier than you think. If you're ready to tame the chaos of your business into a simpler model while increasing your impact and income, grab my free simplify and scale template at DonnaAshton.com forward slash template or check the link in the show notes. See you next time.